<clears throat> Sonny, I'm so sorry I keep clearing my throat. I know it sounds probably very bad, but today I am a gooey boy. So this is what you get. Sometimes you're just a gooey little boy. And you know what? That's okay. Gooey little boy, I'm just a gooey boy. Gooey boy, gooey boy, that's me. I'm the gooey boy. I also am sorry for the things that I am saying while waiting for Tish. You know, I think today I just chose violence. My name is Tish, and my pronouns are they, them, and with me today I have... Rue, my pronouns are Z, he. And today we're continuing Rocks and Turnip's Pitcrawler adventure. <laughs> I forgot I named him Turnip! <laughs> you forgot about Turnip? No, I forgot I named him Turnip. I remembered that I had a companion, but I named the fucker Turnip! Yes, God, you why did. am I allowed to play these games? So, Pitcrawler is a game by MacGuffin and Company, and it's currently being crowdfunded on Indiegogo. The campaign runs until the 26th of May, but also accepts late supporters. Don't forget to back them! (laughs) (laughs) You can get cool things, and it's a really fun, cool game that I'm having a lot of fun absolutely ruining, and I am so, so sorry. Alright, so... Slim Shady, that was the guy's name. (laughs) Oh no, I forgot about the Slim family! (laughs) Oh god. Alright. It's the following day, and Slim Shady has asked you to acquire intel on what exactly is going to happen with the flame, what the flame is, and where it's going to be brought to, and basically what route it's going to take and stuff like that. So you are walking around town with Turnip, and you have been to one person that Slim Shady pointed out to you, and yeah, let, let's quickly like check what kind of questions you would have asked and... Kind of, like, do a speed run of what happened there. Okay, so I'm basically... Rox is going to ask... I mean... They, I have an they're, idea. Pretty sh- they're pretty sure they know what the flame is. Because it's a fucking flame. So they yes. figured that out. Um, and as far as they're concerned, that's all they need to know about it. Perfect. It's a flame, and that's really it. So they're going to basically ask, like where the flame comes from, if this person knows like where the flame is kept, who's in charge of the guard, and that kind of stuff. So this person tells you about where it came from, that it's from a neighboring realm, which you're not very familiar with. This person probably throws a name around, but it doesn't ring a bell for you. And if it doesn't ring a bell, it's not important, and so Rox immediately forgets it. As to where it's kept, this person doesn't know, but does know someone who probably knows. So you're gonna get another contact, which is where you will be going towards after we jump forward from this. And as to who's in charge, that is the higher up of the person who you're being thrown towards. Okay, cool. So you're making your way towards this second person, or third person if you can't, Slim Shady. Or fourth if you can't turn up. (laughs) Also, no one counts turnip. (laughs) Poor turnip. So you're being sent towards one of the person who's currently obligated with like protecting the flame-ish. You're basically heading 
towards the person whose name you've already forgotten who you've been sent towards. But Turnip listened to the whereabouts and is leading you uh, towards where you have to be for this person. So that you're counts. you're making your way through town when suddenly you hear yelling. I immediately start running in the direction of the yelling. Alright, when you get closer you hear some sort of squishing noises and fighting noises. <laughs> squishing noises? Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're all made of goo! And when you round the corner you see uh, a couple of villagers fighting some undead. And the undead are the ones like making the squishy noises. It's like when they get attacked they it, it squishes a bit. <laughs> oh god, awful. They're the fleshy kind of undead, not the bony kind oh, of undead. Oh god, this is so bad. Rox is going to find some place to, like, a box or something to stand on so they're a little bit taller than their six foot five already because, like, everybody needs to be taller. And they are going to yell, what's happening? One of the villagers was like kind of further back, but ready with a stick, turns around and yells to R2, we're being attacked, can't you see that? Frox pulls out their bow and arrow, is that what they have? Yeah, a long bow. And Presumably you also do have the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the bow. And they're just <laughs> kidding. Yeah, they have arrows as well. And they're going to be like, I'll help, bro. And start trying to... Sh- can- I would like to I would like to shoot the undead in the face, please. So we haven't gone into fights yet, how that works. Fights can be run two ways. They can be run simple or advanced. And for the purpose of this, I think we're going to run simple fights. And that means that basically like any encounter, such as getting into the dome... I'm gonna set a difficulty of what it would be like to do this unarmed and stuff like that if you're just a standard person and then you're gonna get like the difficulty is gonna get lowered for the items and expertise you have. Basically if you succeed a roll then you deal damage and if you fail the roll you take damage. Okay. Let's say there's currently about eight undead attacking here. Okay. Yeah so as you're using a ranged weapon your item the longbow only counts as a useful item if you're at a distance. If you're close by, then it doesn't count as a useful item, but using it, uh, you will still be able to count your expertise with it, even if you're at close distance. I am, like, at, I'm not, like, hand-to-hand fighting distance, but I'm, like, not super far away, because I have been shouting Yeah, that's them. perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so you want to shoot a zombie in the face? Yes. I'm gonna say that fighting eight zombies unaided would be a desperate situation, but you have assistance from the people around you, which makes it uh, lowers it to complicated. And what items and or expertises do you have that can help you? Um, my longbow counts, I think. So that goes down to comp. No, that goes down to tricky. Yes. That's really all I got. And because you're using your longbow, it's a fingers roll. Also, don't forget that if you want to, you can put your heart into the roll. Uh, no, Rox doesn't care that much. Um, right. So because I this is a fingers yes, weapon. Yes, that's a d12 so I have for you. A d12, yes. And I rolled a three. That's a shame. <laughs> all right. So you do take uh, one HP damage, and let me actually check how many HP you have. I had seven, so now I'm down to six. So what happens is that you're looking further ahead at a zombie who is attacking one of the villagers, but what you don't notice is that while you were talking to the older villager and asking what was happening here, that one of the zombies like came close by and basically pushed against the box you were standing on, and you tripped and fell down, and that 
cost you one HP. Ah, beans. <laughs> so that means you're now on the ground and there is a zombie next to you. Alright, I would like to just take the arrow and stab it into the zombie's skull. Not using the longbow or anything. So this isn't gonna go well. Yes, I think that's tricky. So that's a six. Now, because I'm not using the longbow, does this still count as a fingers roll? It's an arrow, which is part of the longbow. Argue for me why it would count as a fingers roll. Because I'm using my fingers to do a little stab using the arrow that's part of the longbow, which is a fingers weapon. <laughs> See, I would think that it would... It depends, like, if you want to go for precision or for... Force, I would say. Like, if you're going for force, it's more of a fist roll because you're stabbing the arrow into their face. I'll do fists. I have a d10 for that. All right. That's fine. Maybe this one will roll better. It did not. I got a five. <laughs> that's... So that's still a failure. Yep, it is. And I take another damage. I'm going to die here. <laughs> Can you give me highs or lows for how well the villagers are doing against the zombies? Lows, because my dice are rolling like trash. So maybe yours will too. It's quite an even fight, but there are more villagers coming to help, so the villagers are kind of gaining the upper hand. It, it seems it seems quite even. None of them is like super inflicting damage to the others. Like the most, the villagers are basically all still standing. Okay, I'm trying. What do I have? I have a tape measure, chalk, a fishing rod, some torches, and a longbow. And there's a zombie on top of me doing a little chomp chomp. Oh yes, we didn't narrate that, but uh, when you tried to stab the zombie in the face, it like moved its head to like try and bite you, which like it didn't take a chunk out of you, but it did like get teeth marks in you. So I tried to stab it and that didn't work. Can I take one of the torches and shove it in the zombie's mouth so it can't bite me anymore? Yes, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna say that's another fists. I would like to argue for fists. Yes. Yeah, I think that's tricky again because the zombie has its mouth sort of on you still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. It'll work this time. Hey! It works this time! (laughs) (laughs) So I take the torch and I kind of whack the zombie on the side of the head with it and the zombie's like, huh? And let's go of me. And I take that moment to shove the torch into the zombie's mouth so that the zombie has to actively get the torch out of its mouth to be able to bite me again, giving me more time to stab it later. Perfect. Also, because of the way this works, that actually deals the zombie damage. So, like, you did it a little more forcefully than maybe you intended. So, like, it actually kind of came through the back of its head rather than just going into its mouth. Uh, Rox hates that. I almost called Rox Rue. That's me. I don't hate that, but Rox does. Yes. Rox is like, oh no, I'm gooey! Yes, it does make a squishing sound. Oh, disgusting. And I do think that is that zombie dealt with, dealt with actually. Perfect. So then I would like to stand up and brush myself off, which just gets goo everywhere. Yes. So it's not a great situation. And pull back out my longbow and shoot a zombie because it it worked so well last time and it'll it'll work really well this time too remember also that during a fight or another situation that is perilous you can ask one question after each action you take so if you want to know more about your surroundings or anything like feel free to ask me a question oh yes i would like to do that i want to know are there any like cool places where 
rocks could like acrobat to to like get a better vantage point absolutely do you have something particular in mind you would like to acrobat to basically i want to have you ever played assassin's creed i've played a little bit yes so you know when your character stands on like the smallest pole and is like crouching there like a little cat yes i would like to stand on a small pole and crouch like a little cat and snipe some zombies please so I think they aren't used much, but there are lantern poles around. Perfect. And you could either move to one that's very close to you or one that's closer to where the zombies are at. Um, the one close to me because I want distance yes. for my longbow. I think by being like higher up, you will automatically have enough distance to uh, be using your longbow, but it's up to you whether you like want to venture into the zombies basically first. No, I've lost two HP. <laughs> that seems hard. I'm basically dying. <laughs> A little bit, yes. <laughs> So I'm gonna like grab the pole and swing around it and use the momentum of swinging around the pole to then like climb up the pole and crouch on top and shoot a zombie that looks like it's basically like the chillest of the zombies. Like I don't want to get into all of the mush that's happening. I want to like basically be helpful without being helpful. Yes. Like I want to be the bare minimum of helpful. Then in the meantime, let's figure out how the villagers are doing. Highs or lows? Lows. Not particularly well. (laughs) (laughs) So earlier I said that more villagers came out, but that does mean that these basically unorganized and that do have more targets they can attack. So like they're kind of almost like walking around blindly and just biting and jabbing in front of them. But currently there's just like more meat so to say in front of them so they hit more often perfect things are going well (laughs) so what's what's the difficulty for this i have help from the villagers i have my longbow i used acrobatics to get to where i am so i feel like that's three things to help me yes so that may brings it down to simple perfect which is a free i can roll higher than a three I rolled a 12! That explodes! Yes, you can roll it again. That's a 9. So 12 plus 9, 11 plus 9 is 21 plus... No, 20 plus 1 is 21. Yes, correct. Okay, I'm really good at math. I do have bad news for you. Because you lowered the difficulty so much, it's a simple roll. And simple rolls cannot uh, critically succeed. Normally, if you roll at least double... Uh, what you needed, so which you already would have if it was uh, a difficulty of six or even a difficulty of nine, uh, you would have had a critical success and deal- dealt one d four damage. In this case, you only deal one damage because God damn it! When it's simple, it can't. But I did such a good job of shooting that zombie. Yes, I thought I was being nice to you by like. Accounting for the acrobatics, and then I was like, wait, this didn't work out well. So I think I'm gonna readjust a bit because we can do this to make it more fun. So I'm gonna say the difficulty was six, was tricky because the acrobatics helped you get up top, but unless you're like doing a flip while you're shooting, it doesn't particularly. That would be so cool. That would be so cool though. Alright, I'll roll my 1d4. That's a two. So you're you're gonna shoot a couple of zombies in a row and you take out two zombies which also opens up the villagers to like be able to take out another two. Okay, cool. Which means there's four zombies left. Alright. 
There's not a good way to use my fishing pole in that, this, which is so disappointing to me personally. How's my boy Turnip doing? Uh, so basically when you're not asking assistance of your companion, uh, it is assumed that your companion will do what is required to stay safe. So Turnip is like looking at the fight but holding back a bit. Okay. And uh, when you look at Turnip, you see Turnip encouraging you, going, Yay, rocks, we can do it! <laughs> Turnip's just holding a little sign that says, Go rocks. That's perfect. Or even better, <laughs> rocks, rocks. <laughs> it says rocks, rocks, you're correct. Are there any children involved in the fight? I've already asked my question. Can I ask another question? Yes, after each action you take, you can ask a question. So Well, I you... already asked about turnip. Oh, that's true. But yeah, I kind of gave that to you for free. I didn't realize that was meant as like, what the question. Yeah, that was my question. All right. So Rox is blind and can't tell if there are children. That's fine. Nah, they just forgot to check. I am just going to shoot another zombie, I guess. All right. Yeah. There were eight to start with, right? And I've taken out three? There are four are taken out. There are four left. Oh, there are four left. Oh, okay. no, there are three left. You're right. You've taken out three and the villagers have taken out another two because you sh shot two of them and that gave them an opportunity to take out two more. So there are three left. Can I do a really sick move where I... Oh, that, that's not how bows work. Never mind. What did you want to do? I want to do the thing... I want to do the thing where I put three arrows in it and I shoot all three zombies at the same time, but they're different targets, so I don't think that works. You can try, but it would be a uh, ridiculous task to take out three zombies at once. I will put my heart into this. Alright, so first off you're using your longbow, which lowers it to desperate. The zombies are also distracted by the villagers, which lowers it to complicated. Okay, so I need to roll a 9. Yes. And I'm rolling, because it's my heart, I'm rolling a d12 plus my d6. Yes. Okay. Can it explode with heart still? Yes. Okay. Good, because I rolled a 6 on my d6. So that's 11 plus 6, which is 17. And then you can roll the 6 again. Which is a 6. All right. So, um... 23. 15, 20, thank you for doing math for me. Um, and that's a 2, so 25. All right. All right. That is a critical success, uh, which means you deal another 1d4 damage. Yes. And that's 1. I do 1 damage. That's okay. So you shoot 3 arrows, and amazingly, you manage to only miss one of them. One of them you uh, you manage to hit in the eye. Another goes in the shoulder of one of the other zombies. And the third one goes like right over its head. But it does make it look up and sort of follow the arrow, which allows one of the villagers to like hit it in the neck. Cool, so we took out all the zombies? We took out all the zombies. Yeah! Well done! Rox is gonna do a really cool like backflip and land on their feet and like casually walk up to the villagers and be like you're welcome are you turning to anyone in particular or just like to the group the group i think the villager who first uh yelled at you that they were being attacked claps you on the shoulder and goes thanks mate you know it and i wink <laughs> the villager looks kind of awkward and then winks back ah <laughs> uh, and having accomplished their mission they're just gonna walk off I think you get a couple of stars and Turnip is like quickly putting the sign away. I kind of <laughs> imagine Turnip has like, nope, that doesn't make sense. I mean, you just let me shoot three zombies with- That's true. So but I wanted to say, I wanted to say Turnip has a backpack that he puts the sign into, but then I was like, but that would give you more storage space that you don't like- No, 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 no. Have Turnip more storage has space. more storage space, but he doesn't let me share his backpack. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. 
Saturna so uh, puts the sign into his backpack and runs after you and is like, do it this way. Oh, yeah, Rox follows because they were definitely going the wrong way. <laughs> of course they were. I know it's an overplayed trope, but also it's the best trope of just like walking in one direction and then someone else being like, hey, you fucking idiot. Like, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun, it's fun. <laughs> so, Turnip is leading you towards this contact. Yes. And Turnip is leading you through several back alleys and stuff like that until you end up on a larger square in what seems to be like a richer part of the town. Okay. So, as you look around, Turnip kind of stops as soon as you are on the edge of the square. Uh, so when you look around in the square, you see like a few larger buildings. Aside from the Slim Dim where you were earlier, the bar where you were earlier, which had two floors, most of the buildings in the stand had one floor. And here there are like larger buildings which seem to be made from like sturdier materials. And yeah, they seem a bit fancier. One building in particular has like pillars. I don't know why I'm just throwing out pillars, but there are like pillars in the front. I am going to turn a turn up and be like what's up dude why have we stopped we i have shit to do come on i think we're here dude yeah but we're meeting someone i don't they where are they did you not pay attention or paying attention isn't for cool people are you calling me not cool maybe excuse me bro whatever we're who am i meeting you don't even know who you're meeting no i remember don't worry about it i'm just quizzing you all right tell me what's his name Jeremiah. Jeremiah. <laughs> Alright, sure. Okay, so for the record, his name is Mitch. Okay. I, it's, his nickname is Jeremiah, and I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other thing you notice about the square, which is immediately obvious, I don't know why I said it, why I did like say, say it as the first thing, but there is more light on the square, so before it was all quite dim, because remember, you are in a realm of darkness. Mm-hmm. And here there is almost extravagantly much light for this place. Cool. Which means the windows are lit and there are also street lanterns which are lit and the square is deserted. But when you wait for a bit, a door on the other side of the square opens and that person gestures towards you. Okay, can I Naruto run across the square? <laughs> if you want a Naruto run, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, you can Naruto yeah. run across the square. So rocks like crunches over and then sticks their arms out behind them and then just like runs really awkwardly across the square and it looks really bad but they're so fucking cool amazing sort of hesitates for a bit <laughs> and then also puts his arms behind him <laughs> to follow you so so the figure the figure in the doorway across the square opens the door fully and lets you in and when, once you're inside where it's fully lit yeah he introduces himself as mitch what's your name I am Rox, and you're Mitch, and I knew that, and you don't- That's a suspicious way to phrase that. You don't go- Are you sure you don't go by Jeremiah? That's my twin, actually. <laughs> I turn to, to Turnip and I say, I'm taking this as a win. <laughs> Turnip is like taking out the sign that, that reads Rox Rox uh, out of his back and like writes on the back, <laughs> Rox one, Turnip zero. <laughs> So Rox is going to turn to Mitch and be like, yo, I heard you have some information about some dumb flame or whatever. Excuse me? You, the, the, the flame? Yes. Why did you just call it dumb? 
I mean, I know it's not sentient. I I think it's not sentient, at least. But And that's why I called it dumb, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rox, I've decided, is just gonna slowly become a worse person until he they die. That's amazing. Also terrible, but also amazing. <laughs> so, Mitch is, ironically enough, dumbfounded. And Mitch is gonna look at you and say, Why would I give you that information? Because... Okay, so Brox might be kind of the worst, but even they would remember the name of their last contact. Yes. But you didn't tell me that name, so... That is correct. Um, I'm just gonna make one up, and you're gonna have to go with it. Alright. I'm terrified. Oh, it's not gonna be bad. Because Susan said you would, obviously. You know Susan? Yeah, I know Susan. Who doesn't know Susan? That's... Who doesn't know Susan is not a good argument, you know? Because if everyone knows Susan, then it doesn't say shit that you know Susan. Whatever. I knew that. Uh. <laughs> Are you gonna tell me about the flame or not? And why would I? Um, because I was sent by Slim Jim. Slim Shady. I was sent by the family of the Slims. <laughs> you do know they're not actually related, right? Family isn't just blood. Family is bro. <laughs> That's an interesting way to say it, but I agree with the sentiment, <laughs> yes. I literally cannot stand rocks. <laughs> but yeah, the Slims, why didn't you say that immediately? Cuz. And I just awkwardly stare at him. He stares back. <laughs> it's a really tense five minutes of staring. <laughs> Eventually Turnip coughs. <laughs> and I think um, Mitch turns to look at Turnip, and Turnip Awkwardly goes, I'm sorry, and scratches his neck. <laughs> so, I was sent by the Slims. Can I have the information now? You do know that Slim Shady is, you know, shady. Yeah, obviously. That's why his name's Slim Shady. And also, you'll live in darkness, so everyone's shady. Duh. Ah, yes. That's not what I mean. Well, I'm in it this far, so... The Slims have kinda tried stuff like this before. Stuff like what? I'm just protecting a flame. Yeah, that's what he wants you to think. I'm protecting the flame. What you're doing is gathering intel to help the Slims steal the the flame. flame. Well, you know, sometimes protection can be stealing. I... no. That's not how it works. (laughs) You just don't understand. No, I don't understand. You're right. Okay, fine. If I promise not to steal the flame, will you tell me the information about the flame? How can I trust you? Because I know Susan. <laughs> Can I make, like, there's some, there's, let me see, there's the face roll. Can I make a face roll? Yes. What exactly are you trying to accomplish? I'm trying to make this person just tell me the information. Alright. Based on you knowing Susan? Or? Yeah, and the fact that um, I promised not to steal the flame, except that I am 100% lying. But that's okay, because Turnip assists with deception. Yes, that is correct. I would say this is desperate. Oh, this is gonna go Um, so bad. Which, with Turnip's help, turns complicated. Is there anything else you could use? I would like to pull out my own torches and be like, look, if I wanted fire, I have my own torches. I don't need a flame to do anything. (laughs) That's amazing. All right, that lowers it to tricky. All right, this- Which is a six. If I have a D4 in this, so I literally need it to explode. Remember, you can put your heart into it if you want. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. I'm going to put my heart into it. 
which basically means if I fail, it goes real bad, right? Yeah, okay. that's correct. I got a one and a five, so I got a six. Perfect. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> okay, so Mitch is not really used to dealing with your kind of person. No one and is. doesn't quite know what to do with you. And therefore is like, well, <laughs> this person is dumb as rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This person is dumb as rocks, so I might as well tell them because they're not going to do be able to do anything with it. Which is probably fair. So the flame is kind of here. Like in and this house? And he points downwards. What? <laughs> Underground? Yes. In my basement. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do I get hired to protect the flame? You want to help protect it? Obviously, why else would I be here? Well, I, I guess you could come with me if you like. How yeah, much, if how, you... How much does it pay? I don't know. That depends on how well it goes. Assuming it's like proper protected. Yeah, okay. But it pays, right? Like this pays... Yeah, of course. Guard duty pays. Cool, 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 cool. You know it does. Sick. So, like, if you wanna help protect, be at my house tomorrow at 6am. Ugh, fine. I'll be here. That didn't sound super enthusiastic, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Rox just thinks 6am is a gross time to be awake, which I agree with. I was like, what is a horrendous time that says (laughs) 6am? So I would like to then leave and track down Slim Shady again, and I would like to go back to the Bar of the Slims, which had a name, but I don't remember what it was, so I'm just going to call yes, it the Bar the of the Yes, it's the Slim Dim. The Slim Dim. God damn it! Um, <laughs> and I want to be like, look, I got put on guard duty, kill some zombies too, I am absolutely covered in goo, so you're welcome, and... I heard something about stealing the flame, and I was just wondering, like, how much does that pay? Excuse me? Where did you hear that? From Mitch. Mitch said that you wanted to steal the flame. Is that not what's happening? Because I'm, like, totally down as long as it pays. Keep your voice down. Sorry. I'm totally down as long as it pays. It does pay. Do you think you're up to the task? I killed eight zombies. Alright. So you're gonna make sure that we can get in? Yeah. I'm if a- you're on guard duty? Yeah, of course. Alright. Did you get the intel I asked for? Rox is gonna be like, yes. Wink. Slim Shady is gonna awkwardly wink back. <laughs> I hate how much winking- I know that I'm the one that started the winking, but I hate how much winking is involved in this. <laughs> uh, so I think Slim Shady and you are gonna talk the plan through a little bit more. And... Slim Shady comes up with the good parts of the plan and I keep interjecting and saying like really dumb shit um, that is like absolutely not helpful and none of it ends up in the plan. Perfect. I love that. Also, I would think that you don't sort of realize that your parts aren't in the plan or are you like offended that your parts aren't in the plan? No, 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 no. I don't clock it. So basically Slim Shady is going to be like, yes, okay, and then continue like... (laughs) saying the plan and it doesn't involve anything you've said at all. So the following day is the Festival of Light, which is when the flame is going to be brought out during the Parade of Lights. And the Parade of Lights basically starts in this village and leads through the entire dome towards the uh, Wizard's Tower. 
And Slim Shady is of the opinion that it's best to attack fast before it can get far. And you have agreed on a location, or basically you suggested another location, and Slim Shady was like, it's this location. And eventually <laughs> you were like, oh, this location, that sounds great. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Turnip, by the way, is just like listening in and just sort of there. He's not like very involved in the conversation. But also, he knows Slim Shady, so Slim Shady kind of accepts him being there and isn't like, this is weird or anything. Uh, so you've agreed on a plan, eventually, sort of. Yes. And I think it's time to call it a night and wake up the following morning early enough for things or not. Yes. So uh, you get a room in the pub, which is also an inn. It might even be called the Slim Dim Inn, but I think it's just the Slim Dim. Ah. <laughs> uh. And I was gonna say you wake up with the sunrise, but that's not entirely true because it's... A kind of dark realm. And also, the sun doesn't rise at 6am, does it? It depends on where in the year you are. Yeah, so I think uh, Slim Jim, who is the barkeep, is gonna wake you. Okay. What's your plan? To go back to the house? Because I can't do any plan if I'm not there on time to be a guard. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, like, speed run to the house. Do you Naruto run to our house? Yes! I Naruto run all the way there. Amazing. So you arrive on Mitch's doorstep, like, very out of breath, uh, with Turnip, <laughs> like, trucking a bit behind you. Turnip didn't know to run this time. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> he ran normally, which is also why he was so much slower. Because <laughs> everyone knows Naruto running is the fastest way to run. Yes, that is correct. Do you knock on the door or something, or what do you do? Yes, I knock on the door. Alright, Mitch opens up and is like, Hello, Sunshine. Good morning. Morning. Do you have, like, coffee or something in here? Like, I love some coffee, bro. Oh, wow, it's weird that he calls you sunshine. In this place where there is no (laughs) sun, and sunshine is something very, very special. I did also, in the first episode, say that Rox wakes up early in the morning. So 6am probably actually isn't a gross time for them to be awake. Yeah, you're correct. Um, But, you know, Pobody's nerfect. Did you flip down the stairs in the end? Yes, I did. Amazing. Very quietly, presumably. Yeah. I'm a stealth ninja. I'm basically playing a rogue who's like an exceptionally shitty person. And also apparently an engineer. Yes. An engineer rogue who's a shitty person. They'd be so into Bitcoin. It's disgusting. Oh my god, please don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Turnip kind of looks up at Mitch calling you Sunshine, but doesn't comment on it. I would like to just be like, so can I come in? Or am I gonna stand out here all day? Yes, yes, sorry, you can come in. I go in. You, co- coffee, you said? Yeah. Yes, I do have that. It's not morning without a good cup of joe, am I right? <laughs> That's such an American <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> uh, so Mitch is gonna get you some coffee and uh, talk you through what the guard duty entails. And also what you're gonna do today. And today he's actually gonna patrol the streets and like make sure that at least the part of the parade that's going through town, like it's sort of the streets are cleared off and the parade can go through. And he asked you to accompany him to like sort of see how you are at that kind of stuff. And like basically a bit of crowd control and a bit of, yeah. Okay, cool. I do that. All right. Let's do a quick montage, I think. So montage of rocks being shitty and bad. 
basically, what sort of approach do you want to take to crowd control? I would like to basically not give a singular fuck about anything that's happening. I am there to pretend like I'm helping and doing a good job. So I think that makes it a face roll. Oh no, not a face roll. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fine. Can I can turnip help because it's deception because I'm pretending to be a, doing a good job? Yes. Okay. What does that make the difficulty? Okay, so I don't think it's super hard as like the parade isn't actually happening yet. So it's more of like a practice round. So I would say it's tricky, which turn up lowers to simple. Okay, so this is possible because all I need to roll is a three on my d4. And I'm not putting my yeah. heart into it because Rox doesn't actually care any. So like, yeah. why would they put their heart into it? So this might go very bad. 50-50 shot. I rolled a two, so it went bad. <laughs> all right. Because we're sort of doing a montage, I did think this before, but I forgot to voice it. Genuinely. Uh, so I want to roll y you to roll three times. Okay. To like do a little montage. So this was one fail. One fail. Uh, a second fail. And <laughs> All right. A three. So I, uh, two fails and a succeed. All right. I think you're okay to continue the job, but you're on thin fucking eyes. Thin. Yeah, that tracks. It's not even necessarily because I was doing such a bad job. It's mostly just because I'm such an annoying little fuck. Yeah, that checks out. So Mitch is actually trying to do his job and trying to direct people to where they're allowed to stand tonight and uh, what, yeah, basically to not be in the way and to keep them calm and not too excited or too stressed or whatever. And you keep... I'm just pissing well, people off. All right. <laughs> That checks out. I was basically wondering if you indeed were interfering with the crowd or were interfering with Mitch. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not really bothering Mitch any. I'm just not being helpful and I'm being a little shit. Do you want to give us an example of like yeah, what you do? Yeah, so like I'm in the crowd area and someone's standing where they're not supposed to be and I just go, you can't stand here and I like push them. All right. <laughs> like, technically I'm doing my job, but I'm not doing a good job of it, and it's awful. I'm treating people like crap. Yeah, yeah. So because you first failed two times and then succeeded once, I'm gonna say that Mitch basically catches you doing that and lets you know that that's not, that that's not okay and, like, keeps a closer eye on you. And then you, because he's keeping a closer eye on you... I do what? a better job. Yes. I'm less of a shit. I don't do a better job. You're less of a shit. But I'm yeah, less that, of a shit. That checks out. So I think we're just going to continue on to the parade. Do you have ideas for what exactly the plan with Slim Shady entails? Yeah. So basically my job is to just like be there and kind of be a distraction. Like doing a bad job is kind of my whole thing. Like that's my role is to just like be a really bad shitty guard. And... I'm supposed to be basically a distraction for um, Mitch so that Slim Shady can, like, come in. And he and Turnip have done, like, they're wearing the same clothes. So Turnip also got hired for this, I think. And they're gonna, like, switch places while Mitch is too busy dealing with my shittery. And then Slim Shady is gonna... I hate that so much. 
<laughs> Slim Shady is going to steal the flame and we're all going to run away. And it's going to work absolutely perfectly as planned. All right. At least, okay, that is that is Rox's take on the plan. I have no idea if that's the actual plan or not, but Rox has decided that's what's happening. Perfect. Just flavor-wise, will you be on the left side or the right side? Or front or back? Um, where is Mitch? I'm as close to Mitch as I can be. Mitch is probably Oh, Mitch is just gonna be next to you or oh, behind perfect, you or whatever. Perfect, perfect. Mitch is yeah, gonna yeah, keep an eye yeah, on yeah. you. Because you're on thin fucking ice. <laughs> on thin fucking ice. I'm gonna be on the left. Alright, so you're basically on the front point on the left and Mitch is like center left right behind you. Okay. Yeah, so we're gonna skip to the parade and... Oh, can I change the plan a little bit? Sure. We're replacing the flame with one of my torches. <laughs> I don't think that's part of the actual plan, but I fully believe that's what Rox believes. <laughs> yep, perfect. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's time for the parade and you had some time in like the afternoon before... I was gonna say before it got dark, but yeah. <laughs> yep. You had some time, like a little bit of time before the parade where you could like uh, freshen yourself after the day of crowd control. And you are reconvening at Mitch's house and the other guards are there as well. There's a group of, let's say, eight guards. So there's three on either side and then one in front and one in the back. Okay. They're already like standing around a cart which has the flame on it. Okay. And the flame is like in a stone basin which has like there doesn't seem to be any source of ignition is not the word. I mean like there's no wood or anything that like the flame seems to be burning off. It just burns. Okay. So replacing it with a torch is a terrible idea. I love this. Continue. Yes. But to rocks, a flame is a flame. So replacing it with a torch is genius. Hi rocks. Hey, Mitch. Are we ready to- Come here, take your place. You're right in front of me. Perfect. Hanging out with my bestie, am I right? I I go to give him a fist bump. <laughs> he kind of looks down at your fist and then takes his open hand and like <laughs> grabs your fist and sort of does this. He I should describe it. He fist. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he sort of shakes the fist. Like a really awkward bad handshake. Yes, exactly. Turnip, by the way, is positioned on the other side of you. So like on the other side of the flame. Okay. Turnip is on the back on that side. So you're on the front left with Mitch on the uh, center left and Turnip is on the bottom right. The first first behind right. Okay, cool. Back right. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So when you walk towards here, you saw that most people were already standing at like the streets that the parade was going to pass through. And you're going to bring the flame to like the start of the parade, which is basically where you entered the town when you first came here, uh, which is very close to the Slim Dim. Okay. The cart, by the way, is being... There are like two people like in front of it and two people behind it who are basically like walking the cart and the guards are around it. So it's not like a horse-drawn card or anything. It's like, there's people. Okay. No, you know what would be fun? If it was a magical card that just writes sort of the track. And yeah, let's see how that goes. I think okay. that would be fun. So yeah, I think that that is, happens when the parade uh, actually starts. So I think for now that a couple of the guards are gonna, uh, not you in turn up or Mitch, but like a couple of the other guards are like gonna push the cart to like the start of the parade. And there are very few people about here because everyone has gathered for either to be in the parade or to watch the parade. Okay, perfect. So you go towards the start point 
and there are lots of people at the starting point with uh, torches and other lights and stuff like that. There are some magical lights, but mostly it's either torches or sometimes even matches or like lamps, oil lamps. And yeah, there are a lot of windows also lit where people are like looking out at the parade from their window, but they are also like contributing to the amount of light. And yeah, there's also people making music and the parade starts and I think the flame will be about halfway through the parade. So there's a lot of people before it and also a lot of people after it. Okay. And eventually it's your turn to start walking next to the cart with the flame and the cart starts moving automatically. You don't know exactly how, how it works, but the, the cart seems to be moving automatically. And you continue like that for a while. Is there anything you do as you get closer to the point where the attack is, is supposed to happen? I'm just absolutely chatting to Mitch about like the dumbest things and like being as annoying and distracting as possible because I don't want to start right when we get there and like have it raise suspicion. I want to continue my annoyance and also I'm just the worst. Uh, Mitch keeps like telling you to pay attention and to watch outside but also Mitch is actually roll me I think that's another face roll and I think it's do you think turnip can help in some way no maybe I mean it is deception because I'm trying to deceive this person yes so I think yes and also I'm gonna put my heart into it all right I do think it is desperate because this is a man on a job Okay. Uh, so Turnip lowers it to complicated, which is a nine. Still need to roll pretty well to, get, to pull this yes, off. Yes, you do. I got a five. So, oh, no, no, <laughs> okay. four. I, I rolled a four, so it explodes. Roll it again. Um, and that's a two, so that's a seven, which is still not good. All right. I've really been using a lot of face rolls here. Face is like yes. my worst string. Yes, <laughs> your worst quality. So Mitch is annoyed, but like is keeping half an eye on you and also half an eye on the crowd. But like you were already on quite thin ice and I think you know that you will definitely not get hired again by Mitch. You're not oh, great in Mitch's fine. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm literally planning on stealing the thing that I'm being paid to protect. So like, yes, not being hired again is not my, like being hired again is not my yes. top priority here. So HP is quite an interesting thing in this because it's not just like actual health. You could also lose a point of HP through like embarrassment or things like that. But I can't quite figure out what would cost you HP in this case because technically you lose HP because you fill the role. I'll just take up. Well, it's I'm no. I think I'm I ashamed think it's fine. of myself. Just, are you? Not, yeah, I am because I'm not doing a good enough job at being a pro. Okay, okay. So yeah, mark down one HP. <laughs> one step closer to dying. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure this game is made to be, yes, I would like my character to die, please. But you know, when you're playing someone as awful as rocks. All right, so you actually restored the HP from the zombie fight because it was the previous day. And there's like a ruling that each interrupted meal restores the adventurer one HP. Aww. So I actually have six HP instead of four. You do. God damn it! So yeah, you've been trying to distract Mitch like all throughout. Is there something special you do as you like get to the location? Can I keep trying to trip him? Yeah. Can I stealth to trip him? How do you want to do that? I want to, um... You have a shit-eating grin on your face, do tell. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I would like to have my fishing rod strapped to my back. 
and yes, <laughs> and keep unwind like uh, stealthily unwinding the string so that he's tripping over this the the string of the fishing rod as he's walking. And it doesn't have a hook on it right now. I've traded it out to be like this like big like rock thing that you can like stub your toe on. I don't know how fishing works. I've fully fished before, but I don't remember how fishing works. So, like, <laughs> this fair. is absolutely how fishing works. All right, so what exactly are you going to do to make sure that he can trip over it? That it's not just, like, a loose string on the ground? I am... I'm basically trying to, like, tangle his feet in it. Okay. I'm not quite sure how that works. Neither am I, but you already let me shoot three zombies with three arrows, so you gotta let me That's do this, correct. too. That's correct. That's not entirely correct, but <laughs> <laughs> I did have another idea that you could use if you want to. Okay. Um, but also, I don't want to like put words into your mouth because it's your actions and you should choose what you do. Uh, but do remember that uh, Turnip is on the other side of the flame and that. Oh, you're right. Oh, can <laughs> I? Can I? Um, fish. I can I can I cast the <laughs> sneakily. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I stealthily cast my fishing rod out so that turnip catches the other end, and we work together to trip uh, to make a tripwire to trip Mitch? You can certainly try. <laughs> I would say. Yes, so this is a feat roll because uh, feat is both stealth and thrown weapons. Do you want to put your heart into it? I'm absolutely putting my heart into it. I thought as much. I, I think this is something you might have discussed with Turnip before. Mm-hmm. In which case you will have Turnip's assistance because Turnip can like catch it and stuff. And I'm like using that. my fishing rod, so it goes down two. Yes. I also feel like this is an absolutely batshit plan, so I would like Especially to say Especially doing it stealthily. Yeah, so I would like to say that this is ridiculous. Yes. But it's knocked down to complicated. Yes. That's a two and a seven, so nine. So I just barely make it. Yes, you do. So do you want to narrate what what happens? Yeah, so I basically, I'm like, Hey, Mitch, want to see a magic trick? And in in showing my uh, magic trick, which absolutely I fumble. Like, I'm genuinely trying to also do a magic trick, but I do fumble the magic trick and it doesn't come across as cool. And in doing that, I uh, I do a cast and Mitch... Nope, that's the person I'm trying to trick. <laughs> turnip, turnip catches it and we, like... I do, okay, I do an underhand cast, actually, which I don't think is how it works, but that's what's happening. So it goes through the wheels of the wagon thing, and so it's down low instead of being, like, above the flame. Yeah. And uh, we work together to make it into a tripwire to keep tripping up Mitch. All right. So when you're doing the magic trick and stuff like that, Mitch sort of halts like in confusion and then notices that the cart keeps moving and like rushes to catch up. And uh, as he sort of rushes forward and also because there's a person behind him, then his feet catch the tripwire and he falls to the ground. And at that moment, like the crowd sort of splits and the crowd on the left on your side splits and a few must figures run towards <laughs> the cart. What do you do? I Can I grab Mitch and do a backflip over the flame, over the cart, and 
make room for the masked figures to take the the flame while screaming, Don't worry, Mitch, I'll save you. So you're attempting to backflip with Mitch? Yes. All right. I think... Okay, so the difficulty is based on like what a person without any skills would do. So mm-hmm. it gets lowered because you have the acrobatic skills, but I think that feels kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but I'm going to put my heart into it because I put my heart into yes. every acrobat I do. So um, let's first check. You have acrobatic, so it gets knocked down to desperate, which is a 12. Yeah. Is there anything else you're arguing could help? Can I get like... So you this know was the... expertise, so you have either an item or assistance you could try and choose. Yes. So I would like to use the assistance of the masked figures as like a deception of me saving Mitch and also like springboard off of one of the masked figures' hands in like a really cool stunt to get more leverage to get above the flame instead of starting down on the ground. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so, yeah, sure. All right, so <laughs> it's kind of insane, but that's what we're doing. Uh, so that knocks it down to complicated, which is a nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I got a one and a three. So that's a four, which does not <laughs> succeed. All right. And I put so, my heart into it, so this is going to go terribly wrong. Yes. <laughs> I think I have an idea. <laughs> yes! Do I actually so, get into the flame and catch on fire? <laughs> <laughs> so what's gonna happen is you use the must figure's hands to jump off of mm-hmm. and you're carrying Mitch. But what you didn't account for is that Mitch's feet are still kind of trapped in the wire. So oh, um, Mitch is like kind of put to the ground while you're trying to uh, lift him up. And therefore your balance is off. And you like, yeah, basically go down a lot faster than you sort of intended with your jump, and you land on top of the flames. Now you're very lucky because this is a magical flame, and it doesn't catch you on fire. But you're now sort of lying in the flame, and the flame is kind of lowering. There's still like light visible beneath you, but the flame seems to be dying down a bit because you're on top of it and like cutting off its oxygen. Do I, am I taking one point of damage for this? Because it's a critical failure, because you put your heart into it, it's actually 1d4 damage. Oh no! Oh, this is what I'm gonna actually roll well. I took two damage. Alright. So now I'm down to four Yes, so you uh, landed on like the edge of the basin and also it's very fucking humiliating. <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> yeah, it is. Can I um, do, you know the thing that cats do when they land like idiots mm-hmm. and then they like leap again and they're like, I fucking meant to do that. Yeah. I would like to do that, please. I would like to pull a I meant to do that and do another backflip and get off the flame because it can't die because we're trying to steal Are it. you trying to take Mitch with you or are you like leaving Mitch behind? Mitch is sort of on the car, but not on top of the flame. Oh, leave Mitch behind. All right. Save yourself, everybody, every man for themselves. Then I think it's complicated, which knocks it down to tricky because uh, of your acrobatics. And this is another feet roll? Yes, I think so. I'm too humiliated to put my heart into it. That's but I fair. also already said that I put my heart into every acrobat that I do. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, I'm gonna put my heart into it. Alright, you need a six. I got a seven? No. You know what I did? No. I rolled two ones. 
Roll. <laughs> let, let me roll another d4 there. If I roll well, I can literally die on this. Yes, you can. Because if I roll a four, I have four hit points. I rolled a two, so I only okay, have two thank God. Left, but I'm not immediately dead. So. This went so bad so fast. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is fifth grader, baby. <laughs> so you were trying to like get out of the flame and to the other side of the guard. I think you managed to get out of the flame, but like you fall to the side of the guard that you were already on, like to your side of the guard where the attackers are coming from. So you're kind of in the way that you you fall on top of Mitch. That's not true because the guard kept moving and Mitch was sort of behind. Uh, so you don't fall on top of Mitch. You do fall on the ground. Okay. And I'm so humiliated because I'm supposed to, if there's anything I'm good at, it's supposed to be acrobatics. Yep. God damn it. Okay. Um, so I think the cards, they were a little bit late, but they are leaping into action after all the chaos that happened. <laughs> so they're rushing to like try and block off the attackers. Are they succeeding? Because I have a, another scheme. I have a scheme that I want to try. All right. Okay. So, I still have my trusty fishing rod. You do. I would like to attach the hook to it, and it's a magical flame. So I would like to try- can I hook the flame, please? Can I hook the flame and wheel the flame to me? Um... (laughs) You can certainly try. Yes! Okay, I'm highs or lows. I'm gonna roll for whether that's even, like, possible, and that's basically gonna determine the difficulty. Highs. Alright. Okay, so I rolled pretty low. <laughs> oh, so it's actually impossible. Is it actually not, impossible? No, I'm not gonna say it's actually impossible. I'm gonna say it's inconceivable because of okay. the because of like the shifting nature of a flame. There could be like a moment where it does catch on, but like it's very depending on like the shifting nature of it, so it's not like it doesn't naturally catch onto a hook, but like there are moments in its shiftiness where it does. Okay. So here's the argument I would like to make. Alright. I'm being I'm being helped because the masked people are distracting all of the guards. So that knocks it down to ridiculous. So the guards aren't immediately like on top of me, pinning me down and being like, why the fuck are you stealing the flame? I am also using my trusty fishing rod, which knocks it down to desperate because I have an item that I'm using. Yes. All right. So yes. Desperate. Okay. And using the fishing then, rod, um, which I feel like is a fingers roll because it's a distance thing. Uh, let me like double check like the descriptors of the things. Let me have this. I like want to give you a solid chance, but also well, solid. <laughs> I want to give. I want it to be possible. Uh. Let me double. Well, no matter what it is, I'm putting my heart into it. That makes sense. I told you I would misuse this fishing rod. Yes, you did. I found a way. I do think it's probably feet because precision weapons are, I believe, also feet. Fine. Makes this a lot harder because I only have a No, let me double tap. check. It might be... No, it is fingers. It is fingers? Ah, oh, perfect. That's my d12. So a d12 and a d6 and I need to hit a... 12. 12. Okay. Got a three and a seven, so. That's ten. ten. Alright. I die. Do you? I lose. Oh, wait. No, because I have to roll my d4 for damage. But I've been I've been getting twos. And I got a four. Does it explode on damage? But it doesn't even matter because I do only have two. Oh HP my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you die. <laughs> 
does, does um, damage explode? Okay. I want to see how much damage I get. No, I don't think damage explodes. That's disappointing. I mean, it's good if you want to, but... And I can't even rip up my character sheet because it's digital. I'll rip it up in spear. I'll just rip my No, it specifically said the dice being rolled for tests can explode, so it doesn't say for damage. Okay. And don't rip up your iPad, please. <laughs> All right. Okay, so first narrate what you're trying to do and what exactly. Okay, so I reel back in the fishing rod and I take off the rock that I had put on the end and attach a hook, but I don't untangle it from where it had been tangled in Mitch's feet area. So it's all, it's a tangled mess and I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. And so I cast and I actually end up like doing such a bad job of casting and it's all tangled and like really bad that the hook actually like sticks in me instead of the flame and it just goes it goes real bad real fast and <laughs> i have a terrible idea oh yes please. does it like catch your neck or something oh that's awful yes it does do you then reel it in <laughs> not realizing yeah, like, what you're doing yeah that's yeah, a yes i am so sorry all right um this needs content warnings that's fine. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How did we end up here? Alright, so you, in the blur of the guards, uh, like trying to get to the mast attackers, you can't quite see what's going on because like the, the wagon is still moving and you're trying to move with it. Um, so it's very hard to see whether or not you actually hit the flame uh, with your hook. So in your best of luck, in like you're just gonna go for it and you're just gonna attempt it and you start reading in the hook and suddenly you feel like a sharp pain in your neck that you didn't notice before. And you're not, you think it's one of the guards like attacking you and you're like, I need to ruin this flame. So you start reading in it faster and your neck starts hurting more. And then Turnip yells at you, no, what are you doing? And you don't realize what the problem is and you keep reading and yeah, that's the end of rocks. That's the end of rocks. And you know what? In the end, they deserved it. They did. <laughs> they are a terrible wolfling. They, they, they are a terrible wolfling. And they went out doing what they loved, being a little shit. Yes, correct. <laughs> and in true me fashion, it was a dumbass plan Absolutely. that got them killed. Yes. Which tracks, yes. because I'm really good at coming up with dumbass plans. This was wild as fuck and so much fun. Thank you for playing <laughs> with me. Yes, thank you for DMing for me. Alright, so that's the end of Rock's Adventure in Pitcrawler. If you want to learn more about this game, go to McEvenant Ghost's Indiegogo page for Pitcrawler. The campaign runs until the 26th of May. As a reminder... The crowdfunder does accept late supporters, and your pledge might even unofficially count towards the next stretch goal if you back within a few weeks of the campaign's end. And I would recommend to back it if you want to play it yourself. It is very fun, and can be very dumb, and just try it. Yes, it can be... Try it with a friend, rope a friend into it. It can be whatever you fish make it, into and it. it's <laughs> fish a friend into it. Rue, what is today's gender? Oh no, today's... <laughs> I have a really bad one. That's I have a okay. really, really bad one. Yes, I thought so. Go ahead. <laughs> Today's gender is ripping your own throat out with a fishing hook. Yay! And that was <laughs> today's episode of Roll of the Dice. Thank you so much for listening. You can find Roll of the Dice on Twitter at ROTDPod 
or on Tumblr at Roll of the Dice Pod, or support us on Kofi at kofi.com slash Roll of the Dice Pod. And you can find me on Twitter at Tish Dustuff. That is T-I-S-H Dust Stuff. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at... Nope, that's not my name. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> oh, God. If you would like to find me, you can find me at H. that's spelled R-O-U-X-L-E-I-G-H-H on Twitter, or on Bandcamp, you can find me at ruli.bandcamp.com. Ruli is spelled the same way, um, but without the extra H. Bye! Thanks for- Bye! <laughs> <laughs>